0: Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast where we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It's now the 15th day of September 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of... Of the San Francisco Giants. Hey, let me tell you something. What I'm going to do today. Uh, I had on a guest today, Sean Doyle, and Sean is the host of the uh, JaysNet podcast. If you don't follow that, it is a uh, uh, the Jays Nest Jays Nest podcast, uh, and he is also the host of the website Jays from the Couch. It is a Blue Jays. Podcast. It's a very good podcast that I listen to, and uh, he's never been on the show before. And we were chatting and via the Twitterverse, and I said, "Hey, let's let's get on the phone and do a show because there are so many things I want to talk about in terms of the Blue Jays, a team that looked like we're running away with the AL East, or at least." I felt were the team that was going to run away, and with their bats, with their pitching, they were the team to beat in the American League, and maybe the team that would give either the Cubs or the Nationals their biggest fits in the World Series. Well, after getting their butts whipped by Tampa today, they are in danger of falling completely out of the playoff picture with a bad weekend here, a bad weekend there, and only about 18, 19 games left in the season. So I brought Sean on, we got on Skype, and I have to tell you what happened Skype kept cutting out. Every few minutes it would just cut out, and then we'd have to redial. And it got to be ridiculous how the two of us could not sustain a conversation and Skype kept cutting us off. You're going to hear a few of the interruptions for comedic effect and the rest of the time I just cut them out. And I don't know what it was saying, but they did not want us to do this podcast, but we pushed through and did it anyway. So anyway, here is a frequently interrupted Skype conversation between me and the Jays Nest podcast host, Sean Doyle. What the hell is happening with your team?
1: <laughs> yeah, Well, you know what? If I had the answer, uh, I'd be managing the team right now. Uh, but, yeah.
0: From my point of view, I was saying, oh, there you go. The Blue Jays, they put their aft thrusters on. A couple weeks ago, I said, yeah, they're going to win the pennant. This is the team that's going to win the pennant. Mm-hmm. And now they're spiraling to the point where they may not even make the playoffs.
1: It's frustrating as hell where your team is scuffling, right? And if this were happening in May, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't even be talking about it. But the problem is it's not. And so they just kind of hit one of those funks, right, at the exact wrong time of the season. And so when you're watching them, and, you know, we watch them every day, And when you watch them, now what's happening is you get in that, you know how they say if you're in a funk, you just got to kind of play through it, right? Right. Well, there isn't that kind of time to play through a funk right now. There are 17 games left, and there's just not that kind of time to just, oh, you know, ride it out. So what they're doing, it honestly feels, and we just talked about this on our Jay's Nest podcast, we just talked about that it feels like everybody's trying way too hard. I mean, you got Melvin Upton dropping root.
0: <laughs> I swear I'm not the one causing it. This is how bad things are going for the chase. You can't <laughs> stay on the phone. It
1: you know what? And the, here's the thing, is this that's just what I was saying, is that I'm trying too hard, so you know the phone cuts out and I'm over here pushing buttons and I'm trying to figure this out, and that's what they're doing, man. They're they're Pressing way too hard. you got guys like Devin Travis who um, wasn't necessarily known for his glove in the minor leagues, no. but uh, they knew he could hit. Here he comes up and he's hitting. And you can see him. He's kind of trying to make the throw, make the play before it happens. And he's dropping balls and stuff like that. Like I said, Melvin Upton Jr. Dropping routine outfield pop-ups. Stuff like that that you just don't normally see. Um but right now, because everything means so more, I think this is the first time in a, almost two seasons, right? Because you got last year and this year, where you're feeling a sense of urgency um, and it's starting to bleed into everything kind of every day, right? And everything just means so much more now. And that's, you know, I'm not in the clubhouse, so I can't really tell you, you know, that's exactly what it is. But that's what it feels like at this point. And they're kind of stuck in a funk that they're not really sure how to get out of.
0: It's funny because... Just a few weeks ago, <clears throat> it looked like both it looked like the Red Sox bullpen was just atrocious and was going to cost them games. The Orioles starting rotation was a mess, and the Blue Jays looked like man, they're pitching, they're hitting it like they were hitting all strides. And I said, man, with only about four and a half weeks left, if they could, pick, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you- i don't i was i was complimenting your team
1: <laughs>
0: and man this is you know what i may not even edit it i may not even edit out all the times you're dropped out because you know what the hell
1: i don't know man this is like i said we just did our podcast and it was over an hour long and not a problem here i am talking about why the blue jays are stinking it up right now and we have We've got technical difficulties left, right, and center. Is,
0: do you think it's just things aren't falling in? Or do you think, is there, is there one specific thing that just isn't clicking with this team right now?
1: No, I think it's a perfect storm of everything that can go wrong. It's Murphy's law, right? Uh, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. You're getting bad luck. You're getting uh, Jose Bautista. Even in over the past few days, he's hitting the ball hard, but it's not, you know, amounting to a whole lot. Um, you've got.
0: There's a long pause. Should we just write letters?
1: <laughs> this episode of your podcast is not exactly a ringing endorsement of Skype right now.
0: I know. <laughs> this episode <laughs> of the Sully Visual Daily podcast is not brought to you by Skype.
1: <laughs> so. Uh yeah, so everything that can go wrong will go wrong. Um, the you, so there's a little bit of that bad luck too. But the, you know the Blue Jays are playing themselves into bad luck when you have defensive miscues like they're having. When you have guys, uh, you know, gripping that bite, bat uh, a little bit tighter, uh, pitchers pitching a little bit harder. Because when your offense is struggling, they're under four runs a game. Where for most of the season they were up near five. Right. Um. When, you're, when your offense struggles like that, then your pitching staff needs to say, okay, well, I'm going to step it up and I'm going to pitch better, um, which is difficult to do because they've been so good for the whole season up until this point. And then you start to, you know, they're having trouble finding the strike zone. And then, of course, then you have to pull them early and then you have to work your bullpen harder. And And at this time of the year, the rosters are expanded. So you'd think, oh, it's not such a big deal. They've got more arms, but these are not more major league arms, you know what I mean? These are call ups This is what's happening, right? So it's kind of just like a snowball effect of of uh, disappointment all around. So you can't really pinpoint one thing, but you know, again, if it's May, they work their way out of it, and then they get on a roll, and everybody's, you know, we're moving on, we're not talking about it. But here we are, middle of September, and it, as you said, they may not even make the playoffs
0: because the American League is so. Airtight in terms of there is no dominant team. There's no Cubs. There's no national. Why, hello.
1: <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> hey, we're on Talk Baseball?
1: Uh, uh, sure, as long as Skype will allow us. You
0: know what? This is like Snapchat. Like, we can only do it for 10 seconds at a time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll make my answers a lot shorter. I know. We
0: <laughs> Jay's not playing well. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Bautista, push it, stop. Upton, drop ball, stop. Stop, stop. Any team makes the postseason this year has a shot to win the pennant. Mm. You could see a scenario that has the Red Sox winning it, or the Indians, or Texas, or even the Yankees, even Baltimore, or, or Seattle, who's knocking on it, or the Blue Jays. So there is a sense of, just get in. Any pressure coming on Gibbons, you think? Or is this just all... Things just this is just chance and it's he up to be the manager in charge now. Uh
1: if there is any pressure on John Gibbons, you never know it. Uh the guy is very laid back, he's the epitome of uh, that laid back personality. So you never see it from him. You know, he his one of his classic lines is it's just the way it is, it's the way things go sometimes. You know, and he'll tell you, he'll be the first to tell you I can't go out and hit there and hit for them. Uh I can't go out and pitch for them and if you've seen him walk to the mound, you know he certainly can't run for them. Hmm. So you know, I don't think I don't know that there's any pressure on him, per se, because and certainly you would never know it in talking to him.
0: Let me ask you something. You're you're up there in, in uh, Canada, which I, I understand is a different country. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college, the Blue Jays were the team in the early 90s. They were the they were the model organization. They had a wonderful farm system, they kept producing stars. They made the right moves. They made the right trades. They were always in the playoffs. They won the back-to-back World Series, and the Blue Jays were the biggest draw in baseball in terms of they do four million fans, and it was just intense. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know how old you are. I don't know if you were part of that world as well. But what is the feeling for this team up there in Canada right now, especially this second year? This first year was, oh my God, they're a playoff team. It's great. Now this is a year with expectations. What has been the mood there, and how has it been? how what's it been like, especially in the last few weeks where things have been teetering on the edge.
1: Yeah. I mean, and to your previous points, and this will tie into that, you, 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 talk about all of these teams are bunched up and they're knocking on the door of the playoffs. And, and this is a different year than it was last year for the Toronto Blue Jays, because last year they kind of just ran away with things. The Red Sox were near the bottom. The Orioles kind of fizzled. Like you knew they wouldn't like you expected them to this year. Uh, So it's a different season for the Toronto Blue Jays. It's not as easy. The division is a lot tougher. And as you said, the American League. So the American League is a lot tougher. And that is a different feeling this year. Um, And what happened with the Toronto Blue Jays, there was a time, like you said, they were just... Drawing in the fans hand over fist and counting their dollars and all that stuff. And then they went through this period of under JP Ricciardi where fans just gave up and they were like, this is ridiculous. He, you know, he kind of alienated the fan a little bit. Um, And then we have, so then, and next thing you know, you're 20 years out of the playoffs, never been um, 20 plus years. And so then all of a sudden, next year, Alex Anthopoulos in the middle of the summer turns things on to high and everything's good and and oh my god we're winning and everybody's addicted and then you start getting older fans who may have been who may have walked away a bit you as well as new fans like the Toronto Blue Jays are here and and they're the ticket again and so that carried over to this year because relatively the team stayed intact and people wanted to come out they wanted to see them and so now you're seeing them up around three million uh, they broke 3 million and they're going to add to that a little bit more here with a few more games uh, left in the season uh, and so it's a generally positive feeling until they hit this recent streak and we were talking about it on our on the JsonS podcast fans are I, I did a little thing where you feel. <laughs> So, fill in the blank, Toronto Blue Jays baseball is blank right now. And you would not believe some of the things they were saying. They're comparing it to the Titanic. They're, sure. you know, it's uh, just a lot of. It's an exercise in using a thesaurus for any everything that's bad, right? So, almost the exact opposite, because it wasn't supposed to be like this. We, you know we were supposed to pick up where we left off, running away with things. And they got off to a not a very good start at the beginning of the season. And then they started to kind of find their, their stride a little bit. Uh, the bullpen sorted out its issues, adding Jason Grilly and, and Joaquin Benoit. Um, and then everything seemed to fall into place. And then here we are at the end of the season where now we're fighting and it wasn't supposed to be like that. Uh, we're not used to this. But what's funny, we f- we, we joke in Toronto that For years, we've been asking about meaningful baseball in September. When are we going to have that? Let's just start there. Um, And now that we have it, last year we didn't have it. Last year was easy baseball. It was running roughshod through the division, and we loved it. But this year, this is meaningful baseball. This is what everybody says is fun. But right now, the last couple of weeks, Toronto Blue Jays fans haven't been having much fun.
0: You know, it's funny. The idea of getting into the dance – uh, all I can say is, is 2006, which I know was in some ways an outlier year, but that was a year where the two teams that came stumbling into the postseason, like absolutely looking incompetent going into the postseason, were Detroit, who blew the division lead on the final game of the year, and St. Louis, who barely finished above 500. And you're talking about just, just just get into the dance. Those teams looked like they were a mess heading into the postseason. And like the proverbial, you're just happy to be here. You are in no condition to be playing. And of course, those are the two teams that met in the World Series. It may be a point where a team that has this much talent, when they get to October, they clinch a spot in October, that there could be a moment of, all right, we're here. Finally, now we can relax, because no one, they only remember when the collapse is complete. There have been plenty of teams that stunk down the stretch, including the 2000 Yankees, including the 2006 Cardinals, who went on, and, and the White Sox stumbled down the stretch in 2005 before winning in the final, you know, playing well in the last week, but they nearly coughed that division the lead up. And the only thing that people remember is what happens in October. No one remembers if you stumbled, and no one remembers how hot you are down the stretch. So mm-hmm. maybe there'll be a point with Toronto that if they make it in, even as a wild card team, that they'll be like, all right, we're here, so let's make the best of it. And they certainly, you know, this is a so much parody in the American League, you know, it it just takes, like, two good weeks to play, and, to, and all of a sudden you're in the you're in the World Series.
1: Right, and it was the 07 Rockies, right, where they just went in hot. and yeah. And if you can get that, get hot at the right time, you know what? Things will be just fine, and you'll feel better going into it. But right now, they need to get that, and the answer is not so simple. It's not just a matter of shifting the lineup card or, or the rotation or... Whatever have you, it it it's deeper than that, and it you know what it could happen tomorrow. Heading into Los Angeles against the Angels, they get on a roll, and then next thing you know, they're going all the way, you know, through the the postseason potentially. You never know what's going to happen, but you're right. You just got to kind of get there, and then maybe that's a time where you can just breathe, because uh, right now their are their breathing is not so steady. <laughs>
0: All right, now let's uh, let's do gun to our proverbial heads. Okay, we got a Red Sox fan, we got a Jays fan. We're being very cordial with each other here. Um, I have no ill will against the. I'm not a Ranger fan. I have no ill will against the Blue Jays. By the way, you do know that that for a lot of people, that your team is the kind of like the the hothead bad boys of baseball. You, please tell me you enjoy part of that. Okay, so. <laughs> I,
1: I, <laughs> I I learn that more and more. And it's something that at first I was really surprised about. But when you look at it, this team is full of all-stars, really. You have very, very talented players in Jose Bautista, Josh Donaldson. Um, and when you have those kind of players, if you look around the league, there are a lot of them. Um, but when they play for you, it's not so bad when they play against you, you may want to you know, push them and then punch them in the face. It, it's the way it goes, and I'm learning that more and more that the perception around the league of the Toronto Blue Jays isn't necessarily as warm and fuzzy as it might be uh, in Blue Jays' land. And I get that, um, but I would also point out to, you know, how many, um, let's see, how many Mets fans are fans of Bryce Harper. It happens that every team's got them. The Toronto Blue Jays just prefer if you just accept that we have them and then just move on, whereas other teams prefer to sucker punch them uh, when they're not ready. Whatever.
0: Just <laughs> I just love that you know, the, the stereotype of Canadians is being so nice and, and cordial, and their team is the kind of the rough bad boys. So I think that it's, it's, it's getting all of Canada's aggression out.
1: Well there're only two Canadians uh on the team in yeah. Russell Martin and Michael Saunders and those guys are calm as can be.
0: <laughs> well, all right, well look at the way we've been keeping, you know, getting booted on and off of this uh uh we should probably you know, cut our losses here and uh and call it a podcast. Uh what do you want to plug?
1: Uh, well, uh, you guys can, anybody can listen to us at the Jay's Nest podcast, and we're on iTunes. Look us up there, Google Play there as well. Check us out at jaysfromthecouch.com. We've got great features there, um, lots of analysis and all of that fun stuff. You can follow us on Twitter at jaysfromcouch.
0: Oh, I was going to say, gun gun to your heads. I was gonna, mm-hmm. Before we got cut off, before the Skype cut us off four or five times, mm-hmm. uh, gun to your head. Uh, What do you think is going to happen? What teams do you think are going to make the playoffs?
1: Uh, You're going to see, out of the East, you're going to see Toronto and Boston. Uh, and then the rest of it is pretty much sealed up anyway. Texas is probably the it's got the best record in the American League, and then Cleveland's got the division. So, but I think you're going to see Toronto and Boston. I'm a friend and I, a friend of mine and I we have a bet if uh, they face in the playoffs, the Blue Jays and the Red Sox, whoever loses that will have to have a bumper sticker on their car for the entire offseason until opening day next season. So. Um, but
0: wait! But wait! You picked the uh, you you picked the Orioles to win the division.
1: No, no. Uh, I th- who's going to win the division? It's, I think at this point it looks like the Red Sox are going to win that division. Um, I don't think the Orioles are in the picture. I, I don't. So who will the Blue Jays? Last... So
0: who will the Blue Jays play in the wild card game?
1: Then it's going to have to be Texas, right? Cause they'll no.
0: Because I... Texas is winning the division. Oh, in
1: the wild card. I apologize. Um, I have this feeling that Detroit's going to sneak in there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I don't know where that comes from. I, I don't follow them as closely as I I could or should, but I really I feel like they're kind of uh, they've got a momentum that I wish the Blue Jays had. But I feel like that may be maybe how it plays out. I don't buy the Orioles, and I haven't all year, and I've been wrong all year. So you know, <laughs> take that for what it's worth. I just don't. I'm not buying the Orioles still to this day, and here we are, two weeks left in the season, and I'm I'm not buying it.
0: Uh even though the Orioles are currently ahead of the Blue Jays and they just beat my red sox uh mm-hmm. i agree i agree with you gun to my head i think I think the Red sox will win the division I think the Blue Jays will host the wild card game and here's my here's my pick um because I think there's the rest of their schedule is so easy uh I think it's gonna be Seattle
1: ooh. They have a three-game series coming up where the Blue Jays are in Seattle. And for the Blue Jays, that's always like a home game. There are often more Blue Jays fans there than Mariners fans. It may be different if, given you know you, how you feel about them. They probably may draw a little bit more. But for the Blue Jays, it may actually be good because it'll be like a home game without the pressures of being at home. So that could pay, uh,
0: play in their favor. I just think that there's a team where they have nothing to lose. They're on a huge roll right now. Um, and I just – I see them as a team that people look up and say, whoa, no one saw this coming. So, I don't know. That said, I may look really stupid when they lose – go on a five-game losing streak and the Orioles win the division. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the fun of playing this game. All right. Hey, look it, man. Skype has uh, tried to stop us from talking, but we plowed through. We
1: persevered.
0: And those of you listening – Uh, I kept the first few interruptions in. You have no idea how many of them I edited out, okay? (laughs) No clue. No clue. Well, hey, you already pitched your podcast. It's a great podcast, even if you're not a Blue Jays fan. Uh, And, hey, thanks uh, for having stop and start conversations via my terrible Skype connection on the Sully Baseball (laughs) Daily Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, man, you don't have any idea how... Crazy it was that we were just getting disconnected like every three minutes. We could almost time it. We almost should have just spoken in three minute spurts. Ugh. all right. Um, let's uh let's just figure out who owned baseball for the fourteenth day of. Oh, by the way, remember how I said that I think the uh the Mariners are going to be the team that. And forces their way into the wild card. Uh, they won again. They won again. It's, it's something, it's, it's just, you can just tell it. Uh, who won baseball? Uh, Ian Kinsler got a bunch of hits. Gene Segura got a couple of homers. Uh, Kevin Gausman shut down the Red Sox. John Lester pitched eight shutout innings, put the Cubs on the brink of a division title. Half Brian Dozier keeps homering for a crappy Twins team. Rick Porcello pitched great, but the Red Sox forgot to hit. And Charlie Blackman got a bunch of hits in a crazy slugfest between the Rockies and the and the Diamondbacks, which would have been really exciting if we went back in time to 2007. So if you're keeping score at home, Ian Kinzer, Gene Segura, Kevin Gosman, John Lester, got full wubs, half wubs to Brian Dozier, Rick Porcello, Charlie Blackman. Uh, go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. Don't call me on Skype, evidently. Uh, you can be old school. Send me an email at info at sullybaseball.com. The music is by Ted Thacker Patrick Kalisky. Hey, uh, thanks, Sean Doyle for being part of the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. I'm about to cut myself off, but before I do, you can call me Sully.